how to know if you're going in the wrong direction in life, right? How, how do we know if we are veering off course, if we are doing something that isn't for our highest good? I'm going to explore that question with you today and use something that came up as a recent example just really talk you through my own experience with dealing with this recently so stay tuned welcome to here to thrive i'm your host kate snowwise this is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life it's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Now, I recently had a situation where I was called to reevaluate a decision that I had made about the direction I was hell-bent on heading in. As I just said, I was hell-bent. Like, I was very sure that this is the direction I wanted to go in, and I was doing all of the planning and considering and dreaming. I was making Pinterest boards. The whole nine yards. I was talking about it with my friends, organizing things with my husband. Like I was taking this route come hell or high water. Then more recently, I was sort of gently nudged out of my one-eyed blindness and started to step back and consider if this direction really made sense. I started to wonder if I might actually be distracted and about to head in the wrong direction. Now, let me just say at this point, I was also very attached to this future direction and the vision I had in my head. So to even step back and consider if it might be the wrong direction was uncomfortable to say the least. That is, it was an act of courage in and of itself to go, hold up, maybe I need to check myself here. Now let me be very clear that I also know I could have just been gung-ho, ignored that quiet intuition and the universal signs and just gone, damn, well, I'm going in this direction anyway. I could have been bullheaded about it and plowed my way into making my ideas a reality. And I know I would have been successful because it wasn't that far of a leap to bring what I saw to fruition. But what I have since realized is that being bullheaded and doing that would have caused me undue stress and probably significant discomfort in the future. Looking back, I realized that this has happened to me more than once. I've had to make those pivots or change course in the way that I thought I was heading. And we all have to deal with this at some point. 
we all have to let go of a future vision and change direction. And sometimes that can be really uncomfortable. To give you a couple of examples, there was an area of town that I was adamant I wanted to live in when we were moving to Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I was really uncomfortable loosening the tight grip I had on that decision and looking on the other side of town. But now I am so happy that we don't live where I thought I wanted to live and we ended up where we are. I've also drafted proposals for books more than once. So (laughs) if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you will know that writing a book has been a dream of mine since like forever. But in reality, I now see that I could have forced either of those books into print. Either of those book ideas, I could have just pushed and got them out into the world. But it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time for me as a writer and author. And I don't know if I would have been proud to stand behind those books today. So I'm glad. I'm glad that I have yet to publish a book. I will one day, people. But even though I had that dream The timing has not yet been right for me to bring it to life. Now, as a business owner, holy moly, I could quite literally do one million things. And I will say that I think asking this question, am I going in the wrong direction, is a question that is particularly apt for those who are on an entrepreneurial journey. Shiny object syndrome, anyone? Shiny object syndrome will kill your momentum faster than anything else. If you can't stick to a direction and are consistently jumping to the next exciting thing, you'll ultimately create nothing of great value. So all of these ideas have kind of been percolating for me recently and I was like, time to jump on the podcast and have a conversation about it. And interestingly enough, driven by one of my clients at the moment, I'm reading the book Essentialism with her. It's a big time bestseller and it's a really great read. I'll link to it in the show notes. But basically the core concept of that book is you have to choose. You can't do everything outstandingly. We're human and we have to focus our efforts if we're going to be our most effective. And that is the premise underlying this conversation. Are you going in the wrong direction in life? Because we have to choose our paths. We can't take every possible path. We have to be discerning. So how did I even realize that I might actually be heading in the wrong direction? And what are the signs that you can start tuning into to consider whether or not you might be veering off course in your life? This is everything, people. Recognizing that you might be heading off in the wrong direction or even recognizing that you've gone off course, that you're out in the wilderness and are not where you need to be. It is the essential first element to working out how to reroute. You have to be able to acknowledge that, 
hey, GPS, I may have gone off course here. Without noticing that you may be off course, there is no awareness to bring yourself back towards alignment. So here are a few things that helped stop me in my own tracks and kind of give me enough of an inkling to tune in and consider if I was in fact heading in the right direction for myself. The first one, I noticed blocks showing up. So I had this idea, but things didn't seem to be flowing super easily. So I had this idea in my head, but just things weren't aligning. These weren't huge, gigantic blocks. And as I mentioned earlier, I could have simply muscled through them and kept strong with my initial vision. But as I held this idea, it seemed that things weren't as I had really hoped. It started to feel like I was trying to shove a square peg into a round hole and that parts of my ideas and vision were having to continually be altered to make it fit with the reality I was seeing. Now, an important note here, blocks are not signs that you are definitely heading in the wrong direction. I believe that claiming our paths requires overcoming challenge at times. So really, this is only one indicator that something may be out of whack. It's not necessarily an indicator by itself that you're varying off course. Like life isn't all lollipops and rainbows. Sometimes you have to hit some rocky road, but it can be an indicator to just stop and take stock. So the first little nudge was that I noticed blocks showing up and I was having to alter my vision. The second thing that I noticed was that the universe started dropping some signs, some hints. Now, signs can show up in many ways. For me, it started to show up in conversations I was having with other people and with, as I mentioned before, just the reality of what I was seeing in the world. It wasn't marrying up with what I had in my head. So these signs were simple enough things, a conversation here, a little indication there, but it was enough to make me think, huh, is what I am moving towards really what I'm seeing? And then the third thing that happened for me was that an alternative path showed itself. So right when I had been hell-bent on muscling through, I was going to push this idea into reality, I started to see that there was an alternative path that I had been neglecting to see as an option. I suspect I was straight up ignoring it in hindsight. <laughs> it was always there, just wasn't looking at it. So once I started to acknowledge that the path I was on was not the only way forward, I realized I was actually at a crossroads. 
And when I realized that, I started to realize that I was going to be called to make a conscious choice about which direction to go in. So an alternative emerged. So those were the little hints. Like that was my intuition giving you that kind of like wakey wakey, uh, that flutter in my stomach that maybe things weren't as I thought they were. So once I had acknowledged that little inkling, that little indication that I might need to check in with myself, that was the next step. Now, let me tell you, a previous version of me would not have gone this far. As I said, I was gung-ho that I wanted to go in this direction. So it was hugely uncomfortable for me to stop and reconsider. A previous version of me wouldn't have acknowledged those tiny little whispers. And I say this consistently, but intuition speaks in whispers. And it is that quiet, small voice. I've come to realize that listening to my intuition doesn't lead me astray. In fact, it is usually the incredibly loud an obstinate part of me that does lead me astray. <laughs> so I know enough about myself now to recognize that if I'm getting an inkling, there is nothing wrong with slowing down, zooming out, and checking in with myself. Now, I will say this usually takes me a few days, and it did in this case. It took the best part of a week for me to really be able to get enough perspective and loosen the grip on my perceived vision enough to be able to zoom out and be more objective. But once I could feel that I was open to another possibility, I got quiet, I checked in, and I started to explore. Now here is how I did that. First of all, I considered, what is driving this decision deep down? So not what is driving this decision on the surface. Why does this look good? Why does this look logical? But specifically, what values or needs of mine are being met by making this decision? For me, this was a bit of a wake-up call. I realized that the needs and values that were being met of mine were my need for independence, my desire for security, my desire for control. I was following my childhood programming and there was part of it that was connected to my desire for nice things, my desire to curate and perfect and create now, when I saw that list, it was a bit of a sucker punch. I'm not going to lie. I mean, independence, security, control, great. <laughs> so the second question I considered was, are these values and needs aligned with my highest expression? Now, this was pretty mind-blowing to me. When I considered if I wanted these values to be driving my behavior, it was an instant hell no. 
Now, I do need to pay attention to these needs. They are part of me. This is my little ego, you know, having a panic attack. (laughs) And absolutely, that is still part of me. And I don't need to pretend that these aren't driving motives in me. They need to be acknowledged in some way. And if I don't acknowledge them, then they will likely unconsciously drive my behavior. But do I need to let them drive my behavior and make decisions for me? No, I can consciously explore this and break that link. I can make conscious choices that align with the expression of how I want to show up in the world. Now, when I come back to that question, are these aligned with my highest expression? What I have been consistently saying I want is peace, calm, safety, and ease. The path I was taking was likely in opposition of all of those things. When I started to extrapolate out and really take the rose-colored lens off, I could see that it was likely to create additional stress and pressure well into the future. And that perceived sense of security that I thought it was going to create was arguably not even there. So really, the questions you can ask there are, Are these aligned with my highest expression or will this take me closer to how I actually want to feel? Final question I explored with myself was what advice would my higher self have for me right now? After exploring what was driving my decision and tapping into how I actually wanted to feel, I wanted to tap into my intuitive guidance around the decision. For me, I recognized that my initial decision had been driven from that place of fearfulness around the future rather than trust. I was trying to micromanage and control my future rather than move into that sense of ease that I craved. Now look, The package I was painting in my head was glossy and beautiful and very attractive. But when I checked in, I realized I was likely focusing on the fantasy a little too much, those beautiful rose-colored glasses, and neglecting the reality a little too much too. I share that to say, letting go of this direction that I was very attached to was uncomfortable there was some grief in laying it down and putting that dream aside. But I had to realize that the timing was not right right now. Could it be right in the future? Possibly, but it's not right for right now. Honest to goodness, as I now play this whole scenario out of my head with eyes wide open, it was going to cause so much stress and pressure probably discord in my marriage, it would have slowed down the progression of my other dreams and it would have built resentment ultimately within me. And I was very much denying seeing all of those things before because I was so attached to all of the shiny that I could see. So in summary, just because you have an idea or thought or even a dream, it doesn't mean that you should immediately leap and go chasing it. I encourage you to have discernment, 
to have the courage to check in with your higher self and be willing to listen to what you find. If you have even an inkling or the tiniest bit of a stirring that rears up and says, maybe this isn't right, I encourage you to simply take pause and explore that. Don't ignore it. I played out a scenario where I realized I wasn't going in the right direction. But I promise you there have been other scenarios where checking in made me realize just how right something was. All new paths are scary. And scary or difficulty or hesitation doesn't mean that you're going in the wrong direction at all. But being willing to get quiet and trust your inner guide your higher self or intuition, it will take you such a long way in being able to relax into a deep-seated knowing within yourself so that even when you do hit challenges along the way, if you've checked in with yourself and your intuition and got grounded with a decision internally, you'll find that you are that much more able to withstand challenges on the path. The questions I posed, I hope, give you something to explore within yourself. Firstly, if you get any inkling that you may need to check in with yourself and see if you're on the right path, if you're noticing blocks or signs or an alternative path that is showing its way, I encourage you to slow down and check in with yourself. The questions I encourage you to explore are what specific values or needs are driving this decision? Deep down, what will take me closer to how I actually want to feel? And what advice would my higher self have for me right now? I will put all of those questions on the show notes over at heretothrive.com forward slash podcast 164. We all have intuition and the more you're willing to check in and listen, the easier it will become to tune into it. So don't be a stranger to yourself. You already have the answers that you need. You just have to be willing to listen. Thanks so much for being here. As always, it's just such a pleasure to have you share this exploration of a good life with me. If you appreciate Here to Thrive, it would be great if you could take a moment to leave a rating and a review if you can work that out. Tell a friend. It all matters immensely. Until next time, I hope this gives you something to consider to help deepen your own experience of life. And in the meantime, just keep thriving, beautiful people. Keep thriving. <laughs>